everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of In The Moment, The Chronicles of JC. I'm your host, JC. And you're about to enter a world that most guys only dream about. But for me, it's just been the life I live. So let's get to it. This story takes place at one of my favorite times of the year, Christmas. Or the holidays, if I want to sound politically correct. Either way, it's a very interesting time for me. Because from the beginning of November until about the middle of January, I go dark when it comes to women. I don't try to pick up any, and even women I'm already having casual sex with, I cut off almost entirely. I intentionally don't have sex during this time of the year. Why is that, you may ask? Well, there's several reasons. For one, I hate shopping, especially when it's for someone else. I don't want to be stuck trying to figure out what some woman wants whose name I routinely forget and have to look up on my phone each time before meeting them for drinks. But most importantly, I don't want to be sitting across from a dinner table explaining to some woman's father what my intentions are with his daughter. We're tired of fucking until my dick hurts and come on her face as many times as I can before I get bored. Believe me, I've been there before and it wasn't pleasant. Generally, I don't like lying or giving false hope to people if I don't have to. And to all my listeners out there that are single, you should think about adapting my no sex rule during the holidays into your own life. It can make that time of year a whole lot less stressful for you. Now getting into this story. For the past several years, it has become a family tradition of sorts that I go to my brother's house on Christmas Eve and spend the next few days with his wife and kids. I started doing it out of necessity because I lost power in my place some years ago on Christmas Eve, and I didn't want to impose on any of my friends and their own families, and I wouldn't dare call some fuck buddy up and break my sacred no contact, no sex rule. So, since Kevin was the closest family member to me, there I was, hat in hand, at his front door. It surprisingly turned out to be a really fun Christmas for me and his family especially when I dressed up as Santa for the kids. So from then on, that's where I spend Christmas each year. As I stood at his front door after ringing a doorbell, waiting more than likely to be greeted by my always happy niece and nephew, Carly and Ethan, who refer to me as the most interesting man in the world sometimes. I'm guessing because of that beer commotion I've seen with the guy that's referred to as the most interesting man in the world and how he's surrounded by women in it half the time. And they probably overheard their dad talk about my playboy lifestyle before and just put two and two together. Whichever reason, I love it each time they say it, especially when it's in front of my brother. You can just see the jealousy in his eyes every time. But Carly or Ethan didn't answer the door this time. Instead, an attractive woman in her early to mid-twenties, very fit, and in tight exercise shorts and a sports bra stood at the door. She looked familiar, but I couldn't recall from where. I stood there speechless. Hey guys, it's the most interesting man in the world at the door, she yelled out back toward the living room. Who are you, I asked. It's me, Kim, Monica's sister. You don't remember me from your brother and my sister's wedding? It had been about seven years since the wedding, and Kim was barely 20 then, overweight, with acne still covering her face, and self-esteem probably at an all-time low. I remember briefly talking to her at the reception just out of pity, but then I had to start working on the attractive single women that were there by themselves. I can't think of a better place to be able to identify and pick up single women than at a wedding. With free booze, horny guys, and women vulnerability and desperation at an all-time high, It's like the perfect storm that always ends with my dick being wet. You look a lot different than when I last saw you, I said to her. It's amazing how losing 50 pounds and having LASIK surgery on my skin has changed things, she said with a sly smile. I know, you look like a totally different person. We looked at each other for a moment and Carly and Ethan came running to the door screaming Uncle JC. Auntie Kim is going to be spending Christmas with us also. Isn't that awesome, Carly said to me after jumping on my back as I carried her back inside the house. That is awesome, I said to Carly as I looked at Kim again. Kim didn't exactly fall into the no contact category of women being that she was technically part of the family. But being that she was part of the family put her in at least a no sex category. 
I was just hoping my cock would agree with that verdict. We decided to have dinner that night at the one restaurant that everyone could agree on and was still open on Christmas Eve, the Cheesecake Factory. Kim and I ended up, at least to my knowledge, randomly sitting next to each other. Is JC and I related by law or anything? Was one of the first things Kim said to her sister after we sat down to the table. It kind of caught everybody off guard, including the kids. No, I don't think so, Monica responded back while looking for confirmation from my brother, who in turn looked to me with that look I've seen a thousand times before, after I've either picked up or hooked up with some random girl. It's a mix between embarrassment and jealousy at the same time. I just gave him the, why are you looking at me? I ain't done nothing wrong look. I always give back in return. This time it was true. I hadn't done nothing wrong. At least not yet. Why do you ask, said my brother to Kim. Oh, no reason. I was just curious. It was in an awkward silence amongst the table, but the kids, thank God, broke the silence by telling me everything they wanted Santa to get them for Christmas. The waitress came over to take our order. I couldn't help myself and checked out her ass. Waitresses seem to always have nice, perky asses. It's like a reflection of their personality that they at least pretend to have while working. I looked back to the table. Kim was staring right at me. She didn't look too happy. Kim let it be known that she didn't care for the waitress either. As she kept correcting her every chance she got on her order and just had this condescending tone while speaking to her. A normal man would be turned off by her attitude and general bitchiness, but like I've mentioned in previous shows, I have a tendency to be attracted to women's personalities I don't really care for. After the waitress was done taking all our orders, out of the blue, Kim asked another random question. How come you're not spending the holidays with your girlfriend, she asked me. Because I don't have one. Why not? Then as if perfectly timed, Ethan says, because the most interesting man in the world doesn't have time for girlfriends. That kid was definitely getting an extra $100 with his Christmas gift for me this year. I then just pointed to Ethan and said, that's why. She didn't seem too satisfied with that answer. But then my brother, trying to change the subject, started asking me about my thoughts and opinions on some online theories he read about on both our favorite TV show, Game of Thrones. That turned into a pretty impassioned conversation that he and I could only really engage in, which I'm sure was his plan. By the time that back and forth started calming down, our food was being brought out to us. The next 10 minutes or so, as we ate our food, we were just like any other family eating out, just talking about what we liked or didn't like about our food and random news stories we came across online. I then excused myself to go to the bathroom. And guess who also just so happened to suddenly need to go to the bathroom too? Kim. The restaurant had two unisex private bathrooms with just a toilet and a sink, which are good when one has to take a shit and wants some privacy, but not so good in a busy restaurant with a high volume of people needing to use the bathroom. I started walking a little faster to get some distance between us. Whatever she was planning to do, I didn't want to be a part of. I started working even faster when I saw one of the bathroom doors was open. I went in and shut the door and locked it immediately. I took a moment to think about the situation. Kim was clearly interested in doing something, but I was not about to fuck Monica's sister on Christmas Eve in my brother's own house. I decided any advances she made toward me I would just reject. I again just hoped my cock would agree with my decision. Then, there was a small knock on the bathroom door. It was Kim. I need to ask you something, she said. I just yelled out, Occupied! Come on, open up, she started to beg. I finally opened the door and she quickly came in and locked the door back. She just stared at me for a moment as I stared back at her. I honestly didn't know what to do. So do you find me attractive? I do. So why are you act like you're not interested? I have my reasons. What are they? We're not related. We're both single and we both want to fuck. So what's the problem? Suddenly, my sacred rules left the room while my hard cock stayed behind. I charged toward her and started making out with her for a moment before I turned her around and threw her up against the wall. My hands made their way all over her body before I started pulling down at her yoga-type pants. But then, some idiot started knocking at the door. Occupied, I yelled out, and started back working on Kim before seconds later, an impatient idiot again was at the door. 
I'm not a big fan of fucking in public, especially not in a public restroom. So that was a part of the reason I started losing my heart on. The other was just simply guilt for feeling like I was taking advantage of a younger and mentally unstable woman. That less guy she barely knows fuck them in a public restroom on Christmas Eve. Why are you stopping, Kim said to me as I pulled back away from her. I'm not in the mood anymore. Is it because of the idiot knocking on the door? Fuck him. There's more than one bathroom. We just shouldn't be doing this now. Let's wait until after the holidays. Your sister and brother are literally waiting out there for us to come back. It just doesn't feel right, you know? Wow. You are the most interesting man in the world. I've never had a guy stop on his own accord as he was literally pulling my pants down. She pulled her pants back up and straightened her clothes and hair out. As she looked herself over one more time in the mirror, she told me to head out first. Because guys always finish up in the bathroom before women. When I returned to the table, my brother and Monica were talking to another couple that was standing at our table like they were on their way out. It appeared that the guy was a co-worker of my brother. The timing worked out perfectly because they didn't even notice once I returned or several minutes later when Kim returned. The kids were both having some crazy ice cream sundae dessert and couldn't have cared less. The ride home was a little awkward with Kim occasionally looking over at me for a few seconds, waiting for me to look back. Once we got back to the house, though, it became all about the kids. It's my brother and I planning how and when we were going to sneak the toys down from the attic after the kids went to sleep, eat the milk and cookies, and get me into my Santa costume. Monica and Kim were off in the TV room watching a movie. I was just hoping it wasn't true, but they say, you know, how women talk about everything, because this would probably be my last Christmas here for sure. But by some Christmas miracle, nothing ever happened. The last thing I remember before falling asleep was feeling full from all the milk and cookies me and my brother had ate, and nice and warm in a Santa costume, complete with the white beard as I sat by the fire looking over at the Christmas tree. I used to get stared at a Christmas tree for hours when I was a kid and never get bored. When I awoke in a bit of a daze, I just saw a woman's head bobbing back and forth in front of me. I remember thinking, some guy is getting blown. But as I started to come into focus, I quickly realized that guy getting blown is me. And the woman blowing me was Kim. What are you doing? I asked her. She lifted her head up for just a few seconds and said, give me your Christmas gift, Santa, before dropping her mouth back down on my cock. I didn't know how long she had been blowing me, but I was only about a minute or so from coming. Why are you doing this? Do you want me to stop? She said with a smile and she started giving me a hand job. For me, the boat had already left the dock, and I was at the point of no return. Huh? Do you want me to stop? She asked again. She started jerking me off even faster now. No, don't stop. I finally responded. She dropped her head back down onto my cock and started deep throat me as I finally came. <sighs> and because it had been over a month since I actually had sex, I bust a massive load into her mouth. That she even started choking on a bit before she pulled off and went over and spit it out in the fireplace. I just sat there with my pants still down, accepting what just happened. I didn't want to do that, I said to her. I know. That's why I took it upon myself. How do you feel? Like a scumbag. Then we both heard Carly and Ethan getting up. I pulled my red Santa pants back up and made sure the fake beard was on correctly. She wiped out her mouth with her arm and at first thought about staying but decided the kids would be wondering what she was doing with Santa alone. So she hurried off to her room. The kids eventually made their way down and I put on the best show I could considering my current state of mind with a still semi-hard cock at the time. No one sat on Santa's lap that year. Kim and I did exchange numbers before we both left my brother's house the following day, but I never had any intentions of pursuing a relationship with her. Something just didn't feel right about it. Plus, my brother and Monica, I'm sure, wouldn't have been fans of it. So I rarely responded to her text messages she sent me asking me to hang out, or I would just say I was busy with work. The last thing she sent me was a picture of her and some guy hanging out at the beach somewhere. I guess that was supposed to make me jealous, but I only felt relief that now she was hopefully focusing her attention on someone else. For the first time in a long time, I actually dread the upcoming holiday season this year. I should have never broke my rules. I'll never do that again. Well, 
That concludes this episode of In The Moment, The Chronicles of JC. If you want to know when new shows are uploaded or any updates on the show, you can go to the show's Twitter handle at the JC Chronicles. And you can email me at thejcchronicles at gmail.com. And remember, always live in the moment. <laughs>